If we are a Christian and we are around those who say they are Christians, but they do not rejoice in the revelations that we share that are from God, we are yoking ourselves to a person who is really not of the Spirit of God. For those who are of the Spirit of God rejoice in the things that are of God. If our relationship with that other person is one-sided, with us doing all the talking about God and about Scripture, while that other person sits silently, trying not to show his real feelings on the matter, how can that person be of God? He can't be. For the Spirit of God in us rejoices over the revelations God has given. We rejoice to hear something that another person says that God has told them when it is real. We rejoice. When we yoke ourselves to a person who is like a flat tire, it's a difficult yoke to keep trying to pull them around or drive the car. You wouldn't do that in real life. We must not do it concerning relationships when the two parties say they are Christians, but that other person never really gets it. He's always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And basically, when you speak of things of God, he just doesn't respond. That is strong evidence that person does not have the Spirit of God. He might have at once had the Spirit of God, and he might have drifted off into so many things of the world that he grew cold concerning things of the Spirit of God. And God turned him over to a reprobate mind. I have seen that. There was a woman in our church group who at first just rejoiced over things of God. And she participated. But along the 39th year of our relationship, I began to notice that when I would talk about something God had shown me, she just got deadly still and didn't say anything. But if I talked about a recent television show, she would jump in there and tell me what she had read about the cast and what she knew about the show and about the director, and she was really excited. But she was not excited about the things of God. I believe she was turned over to a reprobate mind. You'll read about that in Romans chapter 1. They did not care to keep God in their mind, and therefore God turned them over to a reprobate mind. That can happen. When we see ourselves yoked to a person who does not rejoice in the Word of God, as we rejoice in the Word of God, what do we do? Well, of course we pray. But we have to consider Scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 6 God says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what, if, what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? An 
unequal yoke is a one-sided yoke. You're doing all the pulling. Verse 15, And what concord hath Christ with Belial the devil? Or what, what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Titus chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. A man that is an heretic, after the first and second admonition, reject. After you have shared with that person things of God once or twice, and that person shows no interest, no response, just reject that person. Knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth, being condemned of himself. No visiting with them, no phone calls, no dinners, no letters. Just leave them alone. And certainly don't send any more teachings to that person. This is hard to do, isn't it? If you've tried it, it's hard. I've worked at it now for three or four months. I keep this scripture before me constantly. I think about it in the morning when I wake up. As, as a time I go to bed at night, I look at this same scripture and I see if whether or not I followed it that day. The other day I was dealing with a woman who had sent me some emails. I had sent her correction. She sent me email. I sent her correction. And yet my flesh still wanted to communicate with her. Send her something else. Send her another scripture. Send her another teaching. Spirit of God says don't do it. Instead, do Titus chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. How many times have you admonished this woman? How many times have you warned her? I counted it, and it was two times. And what Paul said in Titus 3 is, at the end of that second admonition, reject that person. That means don't put yourself in that person's path. Leave them alone. If they can ever get it, let them get it. But don't participate with them in trying to get them there. It won't work. I have failed for 39 years in a row on that subject. And then God illuminated Titus 3 to me to get me to go another direction. And I have diligently worked toward going this other direction. And sometimes when I quit communicating with them, when I just don't send them any more emails. They still try to send me emails, and sometimes they frantically try to send me emails. And you want to respond to them, but you know not to do it because of this scripture. So I don't do it. It's over. The blogs out there, the podcasts are out there, the messages are out there. If they can get there, let them get there. But when they are always wrong... 
when they're always off a little bit, when you're always having to correct them. Don't kid yourself. That person's going to pull you down and drain you and destroy you if possible. He doesn't know he's doing that, but that's what he's doing. It's up to you to protect yourself. Protect the gift of God that God has given you. In my case, I protect this ministry. When I see them doing something that harms this ministry, I cut it off. I cut them off to protect the ministry. We have to do that. 